This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here. Great to see you again. You know it makes me smile. How are things in the barn? Plenty to be done and plenty of unknowns. I was mucking out this morning and trying a new technique with my shovel. It's a bit noisier, scraping on the concrete, and it makes the alpacas a bit twitchy. It's a bit like nails on a blackboard. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have even mentioned that. It's now going to be that sound you can't get out of your head. Anyway, it makes the alpacas twitch a bit and lift their feet out of the way, and I'm nowhere near them. I think I'll have to go back to the quieter brush. One of the things we've been busy doing, well, mainly Sue to be exact, is sorting, washing, picking and carding fleece, ready to use in our new, well, old as in second hand, wet felting machine. It's a Snowy Creek model from Australia, and we found it on eBay just down the road. What an amazing world we live in, thanks to the internet. Fleece and fibre. I know someone who has a thing or two to say about that. It's all about the fibre for me, all about the fibre and always has been. You will remember Bridget Tibbs Hamilton from episode 18, when my wife Sue met her at Wonderwool. Over the summer I got together with Bridget, well at least online, and talked about fibre and all things alpaca. I'm sure you will enjoy it. Before we get started though, I wanted to offer my apologies for the slightly lower sound quality in this episode. I did what I could, but it's not ideal. Bridget and her husband James have been living in a mobile home and only just received planning consent to do something more permanent. That means they have to rely on a generator and batteries, precariously low at the time we did the interview. So we had to run with this generator in the background. A bit like having a tractor parked outside the office window. Maybe that can be my excuse to go visit sometime for a follow-up interview. Enjoy. Hi, Bridget. It's welcome to the Alpaca Tribe podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. And uh, I think it's a wonderful day. We've got wonderful weather at the moment. I'm not sure how it is your end. Very good. Very good. Great to be here. Thank you for asking me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So let me start where I usually start with the question of when did you meet your first alpaca and how did it make you feel? Okay, this is a bit of a long story. Oh, and okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first encounter with an alpaca or with alpaca was in the 80s um, when I was on a city farm and I managed to get hold of some alpaca fibre to spin. I'm a spinner from a long way back. Right. And I thought it was the most incredible stuff ever. It was soft, it was silky, it was glossy, it was completely wonderful. Um, and I just fell in love with it at that point. So from there, I started to try and find out more about these amazing animals. I saw a couple in zoos. That wasn't quite a close encounter. Um, and then 12 years ago, I actually met my first alpaca and just thought they were the most amazing, wonderful, curious, intelligent animals ever. And I've been around farm animals and horses all my life. So alpacas are different and right. special, very special. Yeah. In, in what way, would you say? Um, 
I think they have an intelligence and they're quite sort of intuitive in some way. Um, they're calming um, and because they're so tactile and so delicious to touch, um, just being around them is amazing. And yeah. it, it's all about the fibre for me, all about the fibre and always has been. Right. Yeah. That's great. Well, thanks for that. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and your alpaca journey? Uh, and was there life before alpacas? Uh, yes, <laughs> definitely life before alpacas. Um, I've been spinning, as I say, for a long, long time. So that's always been part of my sort of adult life. Um, I've always wanted to have alpacas, always wanted to have some land. Um, and when James and I met, we both decided that this was the way to go. Um as a vegetarian, I was very keen to have animals that were bred for fibre, not for meat. So that was part of our decision. Um, it's taken us 20 years to get here. So you know, finally, we have our herd and land and everything is, is going really, really well. Um, Cotswold Alpacas was started by friends of ours um, sort of 15 years ago. Uh, and in fact, Cotswold Alpacas started just up the road from us and we ended up buying land under quarter of a mile away and when we took over the herd we literally walked the animals up the lane um, and our friend sadly retired from ill health issues mm. so it's been great yeah. to be able to take the herd on um, they, they're still around still involved to a degree so excellent it sort of fell into place eventually yeah and did, did i pick up on i think it was something i saw on, on facebook uh you were saying that you just managed to get the whole thing with the planning and everything sorted out? Yes, no, absolutely. We've been here for six years um, and we have a mobile home. We had planning permission on the site for a small folding barn because this had been a stud previously. Right. And the folding barn has day living. So we've been al allowed to live in that to a degree, but not sleeping accommodation. So we now right. have a functional need of the business um, and planners have agreed that that it is a viable business and are now allowed to build here, build a small, Wee. modest farmhouse. Yeah. Oh, excellent. That is such but good news. Such, such good news. Yeah. Such good news. A long Amazing. time coming. <laughs> long time coming, definitely. Uh, Not oh. for the faint-hearted, this journey. No, no. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Sticking at it. It was very... Yeah. Yeah. yeah lots yeah. of lots of little twists and turns, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. So... So you've already said that uh, the, the fibre and the fleece is your particular passion. Um, how did that come about? Uh, as I say, I've been spinning and using fibre for very, very many years. Um, it's always been sort of rare breeds and different sheep and things until I discovered alpaca. And then I've been using more and more alpaca over time. And then as soon as I sort of got to know Cotswold alpacas years ago, um, I was buying fleeces and working with those. Mm. Um yeah, so I've just wanted to expand on that. Natural dyeing is something I've done for very many years as well, um, along with knitting, crochet, weaving, anything I can think to, think of to do with an alpaca, I will do <laughs> with an alpaca fleece. Right. Yeah. Um, but I've always, always had been around animals, so the actual husbandry is brilliant and just being around them. So the whole thing combined is, is just great i just love all of it hmm. so there's a range of natural colors and shades uh, of alpaca fleece anyway 
Uh, but why stop there, right? <laughs> so yes, you, you've yes. been exploring the whole area of uh, of doing dyeing using natural yes. natural dyes yes. and natural yes. materials to to do the dyeing. Yeah, absolutely. Plant dyes. Um, I absolutely love indigo. I'm completely nuts about indigo as a it's, it has an alchemy to it, which is mm-hmm. really is magic. It changes color in front of your eyes, and that that's really fab. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes oh, really? Oh, that's frustrating. <laughs> well, it's, you can't rush it. Yeah. The condition has to be just right for it. So if you try and rush it, sometimes you don't get very good colours. And Yeah, so some of these really old traditional dyes from days gone by, like indigo and madder and things, are really, mm. really good. So what, what's the, the source for, for indigo? Um, it's a plant. Um, there are several... Well, many different plants that contain indigo um, or indigo team with the active ingredient, including right. woad, which is why we have our Celtic blue woad. Ah, of course. Um, but there are many different plants that grow in different parts of the world um, that contain this substance to a greater or lesser degree. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. I mean, I love the I love the colour. I just didn't, yeah. didn't know where it came from. Interesting. Yeah. 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 And it comes off in your hands, like, you know, in the days when we were younger and wore blue jeans and ended up with blue legs. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so, yeah, natural dyes are just amazing and they work so well with alpaca fibre because the colours are soft yeah. and gentle um, and just work with the soft, gentle, gentleness of alpaca. Just really complimentary. Yeah. Really. So you've, you've gone for a, a range in the palette of, of different colours or have you majored on one in particular, you, you, in you obviously like indigo. Oh yes, no, I'm, I I use everything. Everything, for yeah. Dyes. Um, we're selling a lot of yarn, and so I like blues and greens, but other people like pinks and oranges as well. So mm. no, we, I dye everything. Yeah, right. And um, it, but I also, sorry, I also over dye um, some of the natural colours, which gives another dimension. So we breed greys, and so grey fibre when it's dyed the white fibers pick up the dye and you get a really interesting effect from that mm. yes I'd, I'd heard that uh, in peru south america that they um they would dye the black uh fleece uh black yes. <laughs> I'm not quite, yes. i guess the, you then don't have the the same issue of of the odd stray white hairs or, or, white or hairs, the colors no, yeah no. although we we luckily have blue black animals so i don't oh right yeah, the black yeah, mine are not blue black. <laughs> we've, got, we've got some blacks, but they're a funny brown um, uh, tinge to the end. Uh, so, so yeah. particularly the Korea, the, the, their first year, they they end up oh. being really, really brown. Yeah, <laughs> and then you shear them, and they come black yeah. immediately, yeah. and the mother won't have anything to do with them. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Who are you? I don't, don't reckon. Oh, you do smell right, but you don't look right. Yeah, it's a real. <laughs> Real challenge, yeah. Oh, interesting. So that's the the colouring of the the raw fleece. Do, do yeah. you do it from the raw fleece, or do you, once it's processed? What I do, I the very best fleeces I choose to spin by hand, um, and I sell an amount of hand spun yarn, um, which is obviously at a premium. Mm. And I might add a little bit of colour to that, or mix different coloured fleeces for different effects. Um, but actually, the reality of how much of that I can do in a year is fairly limited. Yeah, limited the long, dark winter nights. Really, <laughs> Don't get they come. The they come in useful for something. They do. They do yeah. indeed. Um, 
but we process about 100 kilos of fiber a year um, right. and that goes to different mills for processing um, and so we use a mill in East Anglia and a mill in Wales um, right. one is a woolen mill so we have quite a fluffy yarn that comes back from there the other one is semi-worsted so it's a much smoother finish um, and I like using the two different sort of methods of processing right yep and then it comes back as yarn, and I dye it as yarn, and then um, yeah, prepare it for sale or for use or whatever it is. So I and can buy it, I mostly just dye the yarn when it comes back. Right, yeah. And then are you doing things with the yarn? Obviously selling, selling some of it. but Yes, um... yes we're selling a lot of yarn. Um, we have a ro- range of crochet kits. So right. that people can actually make their own things up. And we have sort of little animals. We have Christmas-type decorations. We have wrist warmers, um, hats, scarves, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, and we're also just getting into sock making. Right. Oh, actually the making the sock yourselves. Wow. Wow. With a vintage, beautifully engineered, yeah, 100-year-old, stunning machine oh wow that sounds fantastic that's our new venture at the moment yeah they've always seemed to me (laughs) the process of of doing socks always seems very uh complicated and i can just imagine anything i might try and have a go at would would end up in a strange shape (laughs) well i mean four needles uh, and yeah yeah some people are amazing at socks but i don't want to spend my life doing socks with four needles no 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 so a lovely vintage sock wow. machine. Oh, that sounds... So, yes, I guess they're not easy to come by, though. No, no, they're quite hard to find, and they're not cheap when you do find them. But yeah. Hopefully it'll be worth it. Yeah. Oh, it sounds exciting, new yeah. venture. So in terms of the, the different things that you, you do, is the, the one area of that that's particularly, in terms of the products, that uh, is your favourite? Um, I think I'm just passionate about the yarn and the dyeing. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter what you do with it you're just happy to be working with it I just yeah I just want to work with it and I love the colours and I love it when people are so excited to to find it to use it to buy it and then customers keep coming back because they know where it's been grown they know it's sustainable Um, you know the sort of sustainability is a big thing for us yeah Um, and and where are you finding your customers are they they're local mainly or um I do uh, the Wonderwall, obviously, um, sure. and shows like... That's right, because like, that's where you met, met Sue at the Wonderwall, that's right, yeah. 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 Um, and so my experience is the best thing is for people to see it and touch it. Mm. Um, we do sell stuff online, but I think if you need, you really need to touch it and see it and just go, oh, I've got to have yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people buy a skein of yarn and say, I'm just going to stroke it. I'm just going to keep <laughs> it in my room and I'm just going to look at it and puddle it. I'm not yeah. going to make anything. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> it's nice to know there are people as daft as us. <laughs> I, know, I know. And people say, am I mad? I say, no. Yeah, I completely completely understand. Mad. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Some people get it and some people yeah. don't. Some people don't. Yeah. So in terms of that's the, the product obviously taking the fleece off, uh, but you've got to have animals to to shear and to, to get the fleece from. So in terms of the um, the breeding side of things, yes. 
how did you start? You started. You, you took over a herd, so it was already quite well, large. We took, or well, we took over a herd. We took over twelve breeding females, um, all with good external genetics. Right. Um, so not related to the stud that we also um, inherited. Um, he was quite young in his working career, um, and we've used obviously worked him a lot since then. But he's a rose grey stud. And the females, the original herd, were a whole mixture of everything, sort of through from white to very, very dark blue-black. Um, and Chile, our stud, has thrown every one of the 22 colours. Um, right. <laughs> we never know what we're going to get. Um, Interesting. And even though we're still using those, well, 10 of those original females, every year in four or five years we can get a different color from the same same parents mm. so great genetics is interesting yeah well i think genetics generally yes, I, I, yes. I, we, we've got I, you get some funny things that they're going we've got one female um and i was just reflecting on it earlier in the year and i'm and I, I think i'm pretty sure in saying for, for the last i don't know eight eight nine years she's only had male offspring right. she, she, she hasn't had a, had a female and right. I, think, I think oh that's well, okay. What is that yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. Something, yeah. Is, something is dominant or or un, underrepresented, yeah. or just the way it is, or perhaps the moon just happens to be in the right place, or who yeah. knows? There's there's yeah. a, there's a, yeah. too many variables to to really keep control. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah. I, it was just an interesting observation, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm not sure what to make of it. That's what yeah. it is. But yeah, is it just one of those things, or is it a particular thing with her and? Has she passed it on? <laughs> yeah. Um, somehow, yes. but uh, it's interesting. Yeah. It is. It's very interesting, and we have one black female who's only ever had grey career. Right. Which she's had six now, so that's interesting. Mm. Um, so there's obviously something in her. Well, the combination of the two is something I'm not going to ever disrupt because it works. <laughs> yeah. 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 She she has her chilly husband, and that's it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. We got yeah. one. We we got yeah. one one female, and she she doesn't she doesn't like anybody else. She doesn't she, like anybody else. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, we always use the same male with her, but. Uh... Yeah. So we've actually increased now. So we now um, we have a a black stud, and this year we bought two young white males. Right. Um, and we, I actually do need to bring more white into the herd because of all the dying I'm doing. It makes, you know, it, makes I, it easier, I, doesn't it, to, to yeah. go whichever direction you want. Yeah. yeah. And as, as we're getting sort of more established with yarn and stuff, we're more in demand. So white fibre is the way to go. So mm. we're trying to sort of work hard with breeding the right type of fibre but for us to produce with the qualities that I want to incorporate. Right. If that makes sense. It, so it does. It, do, you, do you want to say a bit more about that? What, what kind of yeah, qualities are you, yeah. you're looking for? Um, some of this is a little bit contentious. <laughs> um, one, of, one of those contentious things being crimp. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people are very anti-crimp and don't think it adds anything to the finished product. Um, my experience is crimp, when it's processed, is like straightening your hair. Right. Um, and so, yes, it probably comes out completely during the processing. You know, everything is spun under sort of tension. And so you get quite a flat yarn. But over time, and certainly with dyeing and washing, mm. that crimp comes back. There's, there's a memory there. And right. you get the softness and the bounce 
comes back. And so sometimes I'm I'm not disappointed with yarn when it comes back from the mill, but I know that after a period of time and after working with it, it will become amazing because it will just get that softness um, that will return and it will just improve like a vintage wine, you know. Yes. The fibre just improves as it settles and just, yeah, regains that bounce that it had originally. It's interesting. It's interesting when I've spoken to a number of people who nothing to do with keeping alpacas, but they they they've perhaps been to Peru or they've been somewhere, uh, and they've they've bought um, an alpaca um, jumper or sweater or, or or cardigan usually that kind of thing, uh, yeah. and they've still got it and they've had it a long time, yeah, um, and they found it to, to be. Uh, as good now, it has a very long life to it, which is it which does. is really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I think just what you're saying there about the the crimp and, and over time returning some of that kind of bounce to to the to the fiber. Yeah. Uh, as well, so it, 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 perhaps that's part of the the long life that's in yes. the, in the things as yes. well. And I mean, it's part of the difference, isn't it, between Surrey and Wakaya? Mm. Um, because obviously Surrey doesn't have that bounce, and it's a very smooth. And almost cool fibre to handle. It is very different, it's isn't it? Very, very You have very to. You, you talk about that, but but you have to feel it. You to, do. To feel and it the feels difference. sort of cold. It does, yeah. Um, whereas the wakaya has this this warmth and and bounce, and that comes from the crimp. I'm sure it does. Mm. Um, yeah. So crimp is one thing. Another thing that I think is really important is the um, brightness and the luster. Right. Um, so we, these two white boys we've got are from Honeyfield Stud, um, and they have this sort of silky quality, which is shiny um, and really, really appealing and really reflects mm. the light. That stays when I dye it, which is wonderful. Oh, really? Excellent, um, yeah. And I'm hoping that the colour of some of our animals might come through. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously I want white, but if they're not white, if they have this sort of, shine that will be magic mm. um, because that draws people in yeah it's sort of you touch it and you're drawn in to certain skeins and often the the ones that have that brightness are the the ones that draw people in initially yeah so it's see thing. That. and the other thing that i'm it's a tricky one because obviously we want our packet to be softer and softer mm. but there's a point at which it's too soft and it breaks right and um, I have some angora rabbits here, and angoras are really, really, really soft, and it goes up your nose, and you can't do anything <laughs> with it. You have to mix it. Um, it makes you sneeze. Oh, um, lovely. And angoras are down at about 11, 12, 12 micron. Right. I don't want alpacas like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so so I'm trying to just learn what, what customers like, what people like, yes. um, as well as what I like to work with. Um, and, and try and breed those things into the herd. That's that's the plan. Yeah. So it's good to know what's going on in the wider industry, and mm. sort of what's going on with showing, but it's not necessarily where I want to take our herd. Sure. Yeah, I think you need to look at what what you're doing and what you wanted wanted to do, and, and work with that, and learn yeah. as you, learn as you go. And and yeah. um, it's you can you can make your own path as it were um, yeah. and learn yeah. from other people but but still make uh there's still plenty of room for new developments and, and yes. things to be coming through 
Yes, definitely. Yeah, and, and thinking of the the alpaca industry in the UK, do you do you feel positive about it? Do you think it's it's still got a future and is is going to develop? To be honest, I don't know what it means. I don't know what the UK alpaca industry even is. You know, <laughs> right. we're we're so diverse. Yeah, perhaps it is. So many different things. Yeah. I I don't see it as I suppose industry is a word that conjures up a different sort of a picture. Hmm. And I'm sure that an industry is what we are. I think we're a community. Sure. Um, but, you know, in terms of some, some big industrial alpaca producing nation, I don't think we're it or likely to become it, really. Hmm. I, and I, I guess it, maybe it's an aspirational thing and, and people are meaning that it's beyond just basic... Um, kitchen table craft level of things yes, that they're yes, trying to scale yes. so the scale is part of that but when you when you look back over the years you've been involved in, and it's similar kind of length of time we have um the things that have changed and the things that there's now a market for aspects of the fleece that previously people were throwing away or composting or doing whatever um because it wasn't getting used whereas some of that's now getting used and there's a market for it yeah i think it's still early days and it, there's plenty of development yeah. that needs to to, yeah. to go on um but uh yeah it's interesting but in I, some ways are we post-industrial <laughs> oh there we are that's a big well philosophical you know, I, question i, I think yeah the, the planet and yeah 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 sustainability issues people want to know where stuff's come from True. they want to touch back base with local producers yeah they don't want industrial methods and huge scale production of stuff mm. So I think there's a move away from that. And I suppose that's why I'm saying I don't understand because it's that that's an outdated model, maybe in my mind. Yeah. I could, I, I could, I could, <laughs> Is agree- this a bit revolutionary? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I could, I could agree with you on, on lots of levels about, about that. I think that's an interesting development. Yeah. I think, yes, I think that's, that's yeah. right. And maybe we're not quickly going to achieve the kind of scale of things where you'd, you'd, sensibly apply the word industry but yeah. yeah it's it's the thing that's bigger than just individuals who've got a few alpacas who've who've got them who've got them as pets you know and there's 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 lots of things going on all over the place um, well, i just think maybe that word doesn't yeah. quite describe what's going on mm. um, okay answers on a postcard please oh, with an alternative word for industry yes. Yes. so yes. yeah so alpaca um tribe obviously yeah well of course of course yes, that's a good that's a good option yes. <laughs> how could i not agree with that oh that's great that's really great thank you so much for spending time and exploring these different aspects and it's great to hear your story and the, the kind of things that you're doing uh and i'm so glad that you've now got that uh, the planning aspect sorted out so you've got oh. much more of a, of a definite foothold and can establish something that's that's a bit more permanent um and not just in the the mobile home <laughs> yes absolutely but, uh, absolutely thank you very much i yeah. really enjoyed chatting to you thank great you. you're welcome great discussions and explanations about fiber and focusing on this brilliant alpaca product go remind yourself what it feels like and how lucky we are to be working with this as our base material questions comments future topics let me know what you think Use the button on the website and speak up. I'd love to hear from you. Take care 
and go find an alpaca to watch for a while. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hedrington. Have a good day.